Hey everybody, welcome to the Skyland Baptist podcast in video format, brand new coming at you. Uh, but today and starting this week, we're going to be talking about David Platt's book, Counterculture. So thanks again for joining us for this. Uh, we hope that you're able to get something out of it. And because um, I, I can tell you that as a staff, we really have. Um, but we're just going to kind of move through in a super casual way. Uh, and as always, if you have any questions about some of the things that we've discussed uh, in the video or something that you read in the book, we'd love to talk to you about it. So just reach out to us. We would um, love to talk to you about anything that you want to talk about, uh, as always. But I'm going to kick it over to the guys just kind of with a question to get us started. Um, so David Platt makes a statement that I think we would all agree with, which the gospel is the greatest offense. But what do you think he means by that? Because that's kind of a loaded type of statement. Mm, you go ahead. I, the gospel is the greatest offense because it, it it gives to us a worldview that is fundamentally different from the worldview we have here in America or really anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that's why it was offensive in the first century and it continues to be offensive today because it, it says to the culture around it that the culture is inherently wrong. Yeah. Um, deeply sinful. Deeply sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way for truth in life and to find direction, or the way, is in who? Is in Christ. Yeah. Um, that you are the fundamental problem and that you need mm-hmm. um, to repent of your sin, that the world would be a little bit better if there was less of you. Yeah, I think that's the, the core. I mean? It's just not all about me. That's and, right. And, and that's what I think Platt is getting at, is that, that, uh, uh, that, that the core of Christianity is, um, you know, uh, it, God, mm-hmm. then everything else. Yep. And so he, he, it's him and it's about him. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that runs, you know, contradictory to what we kind of think, you know, naturally in that we are prone to think, you know, uh, it's about me. This world revolves around me. And, and so, yeah, uh, yeah it's, yeah. uh, it, it's offensive throughout all of history to say to somebody, Hey, it's not about you. You know, like that's why it's exactly what you talked about. It's not like there's this um, great mystery of what's going to be offensive to the next guy on the block. Like it's offensive to everybody when you say, hey, it's have you considered that maybe it's not about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be whatever, you know, substitute anything. I feel that it shouldn't be like this. (laughs) <laughs> that's not an option no one cares who you feel <laughs> Is it, we've been doing this podcast for 10 minutes and it's already had a Ben well, Shapiro reference we do care about how people feel 10 but. minutes in a <laughs> Ben Shapiro reference facts don't care about your feelings right. that's it I, but, I, think, I think that little section on page 15 when Platt says and you alluded to it a second ago yeah. uh, in conversation just uh, an American man with a nice job big house cool car free thinking American this is top of page 15 uh, and a woman who thrives in her independence and leading them, uh, leads them to a garage dump where a naked man hangs by nails on a tree covered in blood and tells them, this is your God. <laughs> but what if you feel like it isn't? Does it matter how you feel? It does. Yeah, absolutely it does in that sense. Well, what if you, but God doesn't say, well, if you don't feel like that, mm. that's okay. Right, right. But it says, you don't feel like that. 
You're, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm I saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I was saying we do care about how people feel and that we have compassion and love for people. That's right. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, feeling does not mean. change objective truth. Absolutely not. Absolutely. You know I mean? It does not override. Yeah, absolutely. of course, if people are no. hurting, we care for them. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But like, um, <laughs> in regards to how we feel about scripture, our feelings don't change the truth of scripture. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so then that yeah. takes us back to fundamental truth. What do we believe the source of objectivity when it comes to truth is, is that's God's work, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, we have to understand too, as we approach the culture, our standard for objectivity, while it should be the standard of objectivity for everybody else, like Alex is talking about, in their mind, it's not. Mm-hmm. In their mind, it's, it's the furthest thing from objective. It's yeah. our subjective truth. So when you're trying to engage with someone, if you approach it from a place of not having the same standard of truth, you're going yeah. to come to different conclusions. Absolutely. It's, it's why he says, you know, he talks about how worldviews are going to collide. And yeah. like, yeah. you're going to have to lay your worldview yeah. down. You know, yeah. like like a, uh, a person who is a Muslim is going to see Jesus on the cross and say, that's absurd <laughs> that, that, that God would do that. And that that is God in the flesh. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, couldn't, it can't be, you know, uh, for him. It doesn't fit his worldview. He's going to have to lay his worldview down in the thinking that a prophet... Yeah, right. you know, is uh, is not gonna hang on a tree. We we bring our worldview to the cross and we lay it down there when we come yeah. to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. what one of the great offenses and um, is is the objectivity of, of biblical truth that we say this the word of God is the word of God. It is infallible. It is inerrant. That's it right. is true. It is unchanging, and it is the thing upon which we should build the foundation of our lives. And the very nature of objectivity places it at odds with anything subjective. Right, and you know, yeah. to boil, really boil it down in the simplest right. way, we believe in a fundamental truth, and as Christians, we are in a world where um, truth can sometimes now be whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. I, I've started to hear this phrase. Um, your truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live My, your truth, Alex. Live your truth. <laughs> well, I don't, what does that mean? It, 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 right. Uh, the problem with living your truth, when you pit it up against, okay, let me rephrase that. The, dif- the difficulty for a lot of people with objectivity <clears throat> and subjectivity is the fact that if something is true, and it is truly true, mm-hmm. anything that comes up against those things have to be false. And we don't yeah. like to deal with that. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't like to think that something we think could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is what he says on page five that I thought was really good in regards to objectivity and subjectivity. He said, Godless worldviews thus leave us with a hopeless subjectivity concerning mm-hmm. good and evil that is wholly dependent on social constructs. Whatever a culture deems right is right. And whatever a culture deems wrong is wrong. This is precisely the worldview that prevails in American culture today, where rapid shifts in the moral landscape clearly communicate that we no longer believe certain things are inherently right or wrong. Instead, rightness and wrongness is determined by social developments around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> so true that uh, uh, that we 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 can't just be okay with the culture defining truth. We can't That's just right. be okay with That's you right. defining truth yes. or me defining truth. Like we we need something outside of ourselves, and and thankfully, 
it exists in God, right. right? I mean, and there's, um, and it's not inaccessible because He's given us His Word, mm. right? That truth is accessible to everyone, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. the reality of of what God says is accessible in our hands in the form of a book or in the form of an app or in the form of, of anything. We have access to that truth. So it's not as though we're saying that, well, um, objectively this is true, but we can't know the mind of God on, on these things, right? We're saying, no, 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 there is an objective truth. You can know that truth and you can align yourself to that truth, right. which is awesome. You know, and, and hard. And like, hard. because the reality is like, what he says is that it's not natural yeah. to align yourself with the truth. Mm. You know, sure. like like it is fundamentally against our sinful nature to do so. Mm. We need a transformed mind and a transformed mm. heart yeah. to have to have that desire. Yeah, right. To have the desire for God's word. What is a natural for us? What is natural for us is to try to align everything else to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it gives us a it gives us a hope um, in doing so because I think throughout history. Just last hundred years, the twentieth century, there was three main godless societies that were mainly atheist, and they basically built their whole culture around subjectivity, um, which was communist Russia, Nazi Germany, and communist China. And all of those societies killed millions of their own people because, it's, as a society, we said those people they don't have value; mm-hmm. they aren't really people. Um, so, you know, the Nazis done it with the Jews. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you have a, a society that is ba- based on being a, the truth being subjective, then you can just take away people's rights. Yeah. Well, maybe all lives don't matter. Mm. Maybe some are more important than others. I was once at a debate between a, a, a Scottish pastor, David Robertson, and uh, he was debating the, the chief humanist of Scotland, the head of the humanist society. And, uh, and I, I was asking the humanist, I said, who gives people value? Because if you don't believe in God, how do you believe I'm valuable? Why do you believe that my life, why is murder wrong? Mm-hmm. What? Um, and uh, he was saying, well, as humanists, we believe society does. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a terrible way to think because if society can give me value society can take it away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is completely at odds with scripture okay. which says all yeah, people no. are valuable period all people are loved <laughs> yeah. it is objective it is true and it doesn't matter what anyone's society says mm-hmm. um, yeah and that is that is on the far range of where that can take you mm-hmm. sure um, but and, and fundamentally you have to you have to go there with certain things. Take it to the extremes right. to, to see what happens. To see what could happen. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now that we've established worldview is important, now that we've established objectivity is important and where we find objectivity in our worldview, um, we've talked about a little bit how that affects social issues. So then um, we know that believers in all spheres can be more likely or less likely to talk about certain things. It's just the way it is. Platt talks Mm -hmm. about it all throughout this first chapter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On what social issues are we most likely to be courageous, outspoken, and active? Hmm. 
Like, what are the things that you think about and you go, yeah, I would hold up a picket fence sign for that, you know? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a couple from, you know, because I think everybody's like that. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're not willing to admit that, then you're just yep. not evaluating yourself well. Because sure. yeah. uh, the reality is we all are, we all know that we can speak articulately about, about some things and... Not just that, that that creates comfort, which is what he talks about some, but also we know that how they'll be received, and so that makes us even more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we're prone to talk about certain social issues mm-hmm. uh, with fervor and others with less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think for me, I mean, um, uh, th- things that... Uh, Things that I'm, I feel I can't articulate in, in, and be nuanced like I need to be, you know, especially if I have a limited amount of time to, to give, to, to talk about it, uh-huh. you know. I mean, I, I want to be able to talk about social issues and, and always give a, a, a reason for the hope that I have in Christ mm-hmm. and, that, and that that person can have mm-hmm. in Christ who uh, may be the victim or the abuser, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and so... Uh, you know, I am. I, I would. I would say sure. I mean, there's definitely areas where you know, in my own heart, I'm. I'm. I'm less likely to talk about for yeah. for any number of reasons. Yeah, uh, a lot of reasons. Some, yeah. some maybe comfort that in the sense that I, that I feel like it'll be received, but that's not really the main thing for me. I think for me, it's more um, the ability that I have to articulate and and be nuanced and in, in, in the time restraints that I have. You know, sometimes that would lead me to talk about some versus other ones. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you, Alex? I think that um, if I look back on my own life, really, something that I've been, sort of been, been convicted of recently is some areas where I haven't spoken up on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that I, fi- I find really easy, ones I'm really passionate about is things like abortion, mm-hmm. racism, um, sex slavery, these type of things. I think that's maybe just because they're really at the forefront of society today. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but things like, you know, just the, the poverty and the inequality in our communities mm-hmm. and homelessness and things like this, like that breaks God's heart. Like in Matthew 25, when Jesus is sh- separating the sheep and the goats, he's mm-hmm. saying to the sheep, like, you care for the homeless, you visited those in prison like um, just over the last year like when I've been reading Matthew 25 I've been struck that man, I didn't really care a lot for prison ministries or caring for people in sure. prison yeah. and I, man mm-hmm. that's my blind spot there Yeah, uh, people that I've not cared for um, who are in a really tough place mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's because it's easier for me to dismiss those type of people and um or look at people sleeping on the street and think, well, maybe they must have done something to do, bring that upon themselves. And yeah, yeah. that's just a sinful part of me. And Jesus just called me to care for people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Consistency. That's, that's, that's hard. Because, yeah, I think for me, I often fall victim to that. Well, I like to speak out on things that maybe not everybody is talking about. I like to find the things and, and go, okay, let's champion this cause. Because nobody's talking about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm... A hipster Christian, whatever. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's this idea that you know, right? Like maybe while I'm 100% on the train of, I believe that abortion is deeply, deeply sinful and you know a perversion of the gospel. 
but everybody talks about that. So maybe I don't need to be at the forefront of that campaign, you know. Um, but like recently, immigration, right? Mm -hmm. So like the um, the sojourner, the one who is traveling, you know, we're supposed to take care of those people, and how do public policies affect those things? And um, you know, so I tend, I mm -hmm. think I tend to be most courageous about the things that I don't see a whole lot of Christians being courageous mm -hmm. about. Um, for better or for worse. But, so on the flip side of that then, what things do we feel like we don't talk about? I shared something there that I was working on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would agree. I, and, I, and some of you said yeah. I would agree with it. I would agree with that one as well for, yeah. for yeah. me, uh, maybe the sojourner. Um, yeah. Racial issues, I think. Um, uh, you know, homosexuality be another, you know. Uh, these are, are things that uh, not... I'm scared to talk about, uh, but I think, um, you know, you need to talk a little while to talk about them. You right. Know what I mean? it's, so. it's effectively, just like you said, it's nuance, you know. It's maybe the ways that you need to talk about these things are, uh, you know, dictated by how you need to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. you know? And we... And we have God's word to that speaks clear truths in all those areas, right? Um, uh, but there are areas where we need to kind of talk through and be gracious, you That's know, right. and, as well in some of those areas. So. That's right, and um, they, they, you're exactly right. But one thing you'll hear from some people, and this is a dangerous, this is come from a preaching standpoint, is mm -hmm. you've heard this, John. Is some people come to a topic and say, "I'm not going to preach that from the pulpit," right? That's yeah. a, that's a, a coffee table conversation. Yeah, um, unfortunately. So mm -hmm. on one hand, you're absolutely right. Like some of these things are going to involve going out for coffee with someone, a long conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but what we just never do Absolutely. is not preach God's word That's from right. the pulpit when it's in the passage. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. What, what one thing that Platt talks about, it's what you're hitting on here, John, is we need to confront all of these social issues um, in light of what the gospel says with courage and compassion. Mm -hmm. And they both need to be together. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Because what we see today in many churches, in my opinion anyway, is we have a lot of churches that are filled with far too much, they're going to be filled with too much compassion, but they're more on the compassionate side and they end up just mm. being about social serving people and they'll say, well, it's not our job to to tell people how they should live or not. Mm. You, yeah, know, yeah. you know, I know what God's word says, right. but maybe I'm not the person to bring that to them right now. Then on the other hand, you might have a church where they feel like they've got a lot of courage, but they're maybe lacking in compassion, mm -hmm. and it's thumping the pulpit and telling everyone yeah. the problems with them, yeah. and not having the compassion to build a friendship or have a loving conversation. Or, or, or even share the gospel sometimes. That's right. right? That's right. I mean, like, we, we're right. very prone to label people as sinners because of the kinds of sin that they are committing and then and then never offer them the hope of the gospel That's because right. the hope uh, there's hope for all people through Jesus through repentance of sin through trusting in him and all of those areas that we talk about uh, we can turn from sin and turn to Jesus and that's right. and so that's right. yeah uh, you know I, I think uh, that's imperative that we yeah. that's why it's a long conversation because it's not just about your kind of sin it's all it's it's ultimately about how Jesus is is your help in your sin That's and right. and so we we need to be intentional and clear well, and that leads us into our one of our next questions too like you talked about courage and compassion 
why are they both important? You know, you know, we can get into the nitty gritty of um, why each one is important, but why is the balance important? And it's like we talked about yesterday, right? Um, it's really easy about something that you feel courageous about, something that makes you angry. It's really easy to stand up and talk about those things. But when something causes you to be feel deep compassion, a lot of times it's hard to just talk about it mm -hmm. because compassion moves you to action yeah, and anger moves you to talk a yeah, lot of yeah. times. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Got to be careful with that because yeah. we, we do know that we as followers of Jesus, we are called to battle. Like uh, I was just reading last night, uh, Ephesians 6, the mm -hmm. 10 and following through to my family and saying, hey, listen, let's put on the armor of God because we're going to war. We're going to deal with uh, people who are in opposition to what we believe uh, it, you know, in 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 our everyday life, and so we're going to be need be prepared to uh, um, to walk into that battle, and to, and to uh, to be willing to have difficult conversations, uh, to be willing to say difficult things. I mean, that's that's we've got to be willing to do that mm -hmm. um, if we're going to be people of conviction and really believe Scripture's the authority on mm -hmm. what whether or not something is sinful or not. We have to be willing to say this is what the Bible says. Yep. God, this is God's word, and that's it. That's the key, bringing them back to Scripture. Yeah, and saying yeah. the Bible says, the Bible mm -hmm. says, Bible yeah. says, yeah. Bible people, <clears throat> and yeah, when you talk about compassion and courage and why they're so important, why they go together, it's because they're um, in, in, intrinsically linked to what it means to love people. Mm. If you really love someone, yeah, you're going to be courageous in telling them the truth, but you're going to be compassionate to care for them because you love them. That's you, right. You can't separate those two things from love and you know love god and love our neighbor as ourself mm -hmm. and you know it's impossible to love your neighbor well if you don't have the courage to tell them the truth and the compassion to care for them so they're in any in, 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 in what word am i looking for here inextricably inextricably linked <laughs> to love yeah. and what yeah. it means to love people right right I, I think the the quote i wanted to share just briefly it's increasingly countercultural to stand upon an unshakable truth in this ever shifting time it is it's increasingly countercultural to stand upon an unshakable truth the truths of scripture mm -hmm. in an ever shifting time the cost of biblical conviction in the contemporary culture is growing steeper every day and we're not far removed from sharing more soberly in the sufferings of Christ. There is going to be more sufferings. <laughs> like as the culture continues to move yep. uh, away from uh, you know values mm -hmm. that Christians value, mm -hmm. uh, there is going to be more sufferings uh, in the future for the church. Doubtless, this is why more and more Christians today are stepping away from the gospel. Yep. That's the sad thing. Yep. Right. Um, like instead of holding biblical conviction, their mm -hmm. compassion has led them away from the gospel mm -hmm. um, to something else, you know, okay. which is really their own feelings and their own emotion about what how they think God should have been um, you know, than, in their own rather, minds. Rather than what well, God is. It's yeah. their perception of what compassion is. Mm -hmm. and because true compassion, just like true anything else, is found in the character of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So if 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 we allow anything, whether it's anger or compassion or sadness or depression or anything of that nature, um, to lead us away from Scripture, it's because we don't truly understand what those things are. Mm -hmm. well, to link in what John was saying, the, the battle in our society today, because Satan is so devious and cunning, is 
Our society tells Christians today, you can be a Christian. You can go to church. Mm-hmm. You can worship Jesus. You just have to believe that Jesus is a way and not the way. And if you, if you believe that Jesus is a way and every other way of living is, is equally okay, mm-hmm. then you're great in the society today. Absolutely. But and that's what he goes back to at the beginning, right? When he says there's three kinds of readers in yep. this book. You know, yep. he's like, you know, there are some who, who are not Christians, yep. who are just he- going to hear what we're saying in these podcasts and say, hey, listen, just, just hear what we say. Hear our compassion. Hear our conviction. Like, hear that we're loving um, and that we want to represent the heart of God well and love for people. Uh, but know that we're going to hold conviction to what God has said is true. Um, and but it's, and there's another group that's the, the, the middle folks, that, the group you just said, mm-hmm. that he says, stop calling yourself Christians if you're willing to basically give way to gospel Things, truths, yeah. like uh, if, if you're not going to uh, to hold the Scripture as the authority, if you're not going to hold to Jesus as the Savior and your need for salvation, uh, then then stop calling yourself a Christian. I mean, absolutely, and that, <laughs> that's right. That can deal with that can put you up against anything, right? When Christ is the anchor and the bulwark upon what you set yourself, right? You can come up against anything. You can say if you are a Christian but what your view of compassion is leads you away from what the gospel says is true, then stop calling yourself a Christian. If you are a Christian, but your view of what political belief is leads you away from what the gospel says is important, Mm -hmm. stop calling yourself a Christian. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christian, um, but you don't care about poor people Mm -hmm. at all, stop calling yourself a Christian. We have to call each other into accountability Mm -hmm. on all of yeah. these things because each of us has a blind spot mm-hmm. my blind spots are not your blind spots are not your blind spots that's why we need each other that's why we need each other yeah. absolutely and it's all going to come down to is jesus who he said he was yes that's what it's all going to boil down to um uh, lewis uh, i just read a book review for mere christianity in my apologetics class and c.s lewis wrote this of jesus talking about whether he's um, a liar, lunatic, or lord. He's one of those three things. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and call him as a demon, you, or you can fall at his feet and call him lord and god. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He did not leave that option open to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's that's offensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's inherently offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be way makers and ourselves to God, and, and He's that's saying, right. "No, actually, nobody is like Jesus is is the way." Yeah. yeah. And if we want mm-hmm. to find that way, and we want to know the Father, we have to align ourselves with Christ, what He stood for, with who he is. That's the only way it's going to happen. Really great over the next couple of weeks, looking at all of these topics in light of that. Because that's why the gospel's first. The gospel is this great offense to culture. But then in light of the gospel, in light of God's word, in light of our Christian worldview, how do we look at um, poverty, sex slavery, same-sex marriage through the lens of that? And it's going to be be really interesting to Mm -hmm. do that. I'm looking forward to it.
Absolutely. Well, as we go today, I just want to leave you guys with a scripture verse. Thank you for joining us. Uh, but this is Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thanks for joining us.